Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The late night anger match for class continues. Level two begins now. I am Gable Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, the DJs, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. Sirius XM channel 159. Always great. Breaking it down with Rob Vino. It's football and fighting Friday. On the Friday night uh, freak show, we're not done yet. We're kicking it old school. We've got Jeff Feinberg stepping up and in. We got the big E, Eric Cohen, kicking it us uh, as well. So if you're a longtime listener of The Rage, uh, then you know who Feinberg is and you know who Cohen is, but you probably already know who Feinberg is already, especially if you're a golf uh, handicapper. As uh, Feinberg is a golf uh, better, and he's also a degenerate, and he's also a massive NFL fan. He loves his Chargers as much as he loves his children. And as his Twitter profile says, he loves uh, Philip Rivers more than you love your mother. So Feinberg will kick it with us. Uh, we'll get into the UFC, man. All right. Uh, this actually is a really, really cool card. We'll get into the Poirier and uh, and Olivier. The main event is de- definitely worth betting, worth watching, and worth breaking down. Um, we got Amanda Nunes is back, taking on Juliana Pena. Uh, problem with Nunez's fights is this is what this is the problem when you're so great, right? You get taken for granted, number one. And number two, people don't talk about your fights as much because it's you know it's from a handicap. Everything's from a handicapping perspective nowadays, right? And not just us. So it's almost like, oh, and Nunez, and yeah, yeah, she's gonna win, and you know what? We take her for granted. She's ten to one. She can't really even put her in parlays. But I do think that over one and a half is worth a look there. All right, we got Jeff Neal and uh, Santiago Ponzi, uh, Ponzinibbio. I've never been a big Ponzinibbio guy, you know, massive Ponzinibbio guy, but I think there's a winnable fight for him here against Jeff Neal. I think it's a fair price at minus 124. Uh, we've got Sean O'Malley on the card, and O'Malley's like that new dude that you just want to see lose. And I guess, you know what I mean, the new school sort of, you know, I don't know, lack of a better term, jackass. <laughs> the jackass fans. People don't like that stuff, right? People like the jackass dudes. And if you like that stuff, then he's your guy. For me personally, I'm sick of it. I want to see him fight some real dudes. And uh, Pavia here should be um, should be interesting, but not interesting enough to take the underdog here. So we'll get into this. We'll get in. We'll get into the main event. We'll get into this uh, throughout the program. We're not done yet. Uh, we still have a lot of stuff for, to get to. As uh, it's a UFC 269 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Cody Garbrandt uh, takes on uh, Kaikara France as well. I'm kind of looking at the underdog here in this fight, looking to pull the trigger. The Friday Night Freak Show. What's up, San Diego? What's up, Los Angeles? The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. The Friday Night Freak Show. We've got football and fighting Friday coming up and continuing. We're not done, all right? We're going to get more NFL picks. We'll get you some UFC picks uh, as well. That's the theme of the night tonight, football and fighting. The big Eric Cohen will join us. Feinberg will join us in a couple of moments. We'll get into the UFC, UFC 269, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we'll get into the National Football League. we got our Army and Navy on the board, but you know where we stand in the Army-Navy game. We've broken it down quite a bit uh, throughout the week. You know, this is an instance, I don't know if you're, you can't call 
You can't call the fact that Army and Navy have gone under 15 straight times a trend. All right? A trend is the when, when the wind is blowing between 10 and, you know, 22 miles an hour and they're wearing blue jerseys uh, on, on a Thursday night. That's a trend. Right, we see, we all see the trends in the sports world on a daily basis, and there's a lot of crazy ones, and there's a lot of them like, yeah, come on, man, that's just a coincidence, and if you add up any numbers, you can come up with anything. But to me, when when what results aren't trends, and I can't get in front of this. Is it light? Yes, we've talked about it. I don't like college teasers, but I can live with teasing this to the under as well. And I'm telling you what, I know people think Army are going to roll them, and you look at the record and stuff, but Navy have played an incredibly tough schedule this year, man. All right, Navy playing a conference, and they got to deal with, like, real teams, right? Like, you know, speed-based teams. Speed-based teams. You know, Cincinnati Bearcats, SMU Mustangs, uh, the Houston Cougars. This will be a, an easier matchup uh, for them playing against a team that plays the same style that they do, that, that has nowhere near the team speed of all the opponents that they've just dealt with. And this is a rivalry that you can throw the uh, the records out the window. All right? So, to me, the play is uh, Navy plus the points and the under. I wish the under was a little bit higher, but I wish a lot of things. All right? And uh, wishing isn't reality. Right, we could wish a lot of things. I wish, well, I wish, yeah, <laughs> I wish the Buffalo Bills were getting 33 points uh, instead of three points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? But they're not. I wish I got Pat McAfee's contract, but I don't. Right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things you know we could wish for. No, there's no wishing here, baby. This isn't, uh, there ain't no wish list here. We got to make it happen ourselves, or we're gonna make it happen. I, f I find this week to be a little bit tricky in the National Football League, or at least I did. But I have a feeling I'm feeling good about it. The bets are starting to pile up. The Friday Night Free Show continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. The Friday Night Freak Show continues. I am Marenzi. Well, it's football and fighting a Friday. Let's get into the UFC a little bit. I know our boy Matthias has been fired up uh, for this card. I told him earlier in the week, I'm like, man, you told me it was just like massive great card, man. And I looked, and I was like, ah, at first. And then, you know what? Once I dug in and I actually looked, looked, instead of just looking at the main event, it actually is a pretty cool card. It's going to be a violent night of fights. You got a lot of mean people. 
uh, fighting, and that's what it's all about, right? You got a lot of mean, a lot of mean fighters uh, on the card. You got up and comers. You got vets. You got a little bit of something for everybody. You got a couple of title fights. So yes, indeed, it is a super cool uh, card that I will definitely be watching. Even though we're going to be partying and throwing it down for our 20th anniversary in Vancouver, and we're coming for you, Toronto. We're coming for you, Montreal. We're coming for you, Los Angeles, and of course, New York City and New Jersey. Stay tuned uh, for all the uh, the locations coming up. We know the dates, uh, but stay tuned for the uh, locations. And don't forget about Las Vegas um, Pac-12 Conference Tournament uh, basketball uh, week will be there and weekend big massive throwdown road rage Las Vegas. So speaking of Las Vegas, Poirier versus uh, Charles Oliveira, lightweight title fight. Tons of similarities between these two fighters. Yeah, they've both been around a long time. Um, they've both sort of, you know, arrived and reached their potential and their their prime in the, in the early 30s. They're both 32 years old, right? They're both 32 years old. They both fought in everybody. They've both been around. Uh, they both had their ups and downs uh, in their career. You know, like I said, there's, they're both super aggressive, right? There's just there's a lot of similarities between these two dudes. Uh, they can, you know, I mean, they're both tough. It's funny because they both, at times, were like, oh, they can't eat a shot. Yet, it's funny how, like, guys can move up in weight. I never understood that. You know what I mean? Like, you'll see, oh, yeah, ever since this guy moved up in weight, he never gets knocked out anymore. But he used to get knocked out at a lower weight class. Like, that's, that's always baffling. Uh, but... Nevertheless, so Olivier, this guy's on a, a pretty quiet, flies under the radar nine-fight win streak right now. He's a 31-8 uh, uh, fighter, nine-fight win streak. He hasn't lost since 2017. Right, he lost to Paul Felder in 2017. A hell of a run that Olivier has been on. Poirier, 28-6. Like I said, you know, it was the same age, same records, basically. Same career paths and trajectories, uh, pretty much. Um, like I said, Olivier is 9-0 in his last nine fights. Poirier is 7-1 in his last eight fights. The thing that catches my eye, though, about this, one thing that, you know, sticks out to me is the fact that Dustin Poirier fought Conor in his last two fights. And he hasn't fought in anybody else besides Conor McGregor since June of 2020. That's a long time to be, like, thinking about, like, one fighter. Like, you know what I mean? That's, it's a long time to just be sort of, you know, Conor, 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 Conor. Now listen, D Dustin has beaten everybody. Like it really is. You can look at this guy's like resume. You know, he's he's beaten everybody. He's beaten Conor McGregor. He's beaten uh, you know Justin Gaethje. He's beaten Max Holloway, Dan Hooker, Eddie Alvarez. All right, we can we can go down the you know we can we can name it's a who's who. It's a who's who of the lightweight division over the years. And Poirier's been around a while, right? He's fought in everybody in different weight classes. Like this guy's a badass. Yet to me. Listen, it was a smart move. He gambled and it paid off, right? He instead of getting a title shot, he wanted to fight Connor again, and understandably so in a sense that Poirier knew he could beat Connor again and make the money and then get the title shot after. But Dustin Poirier got the money, and we've seen it's very I don't know it's very difficult. There's very few. UFC fighters who have made a lot of money and haven't sucked after or it hasn't changed It hasn't changed them a little bit Right, you know, we see it in boxing too. You become rich you lose your edge, right? You see it in, in metal and in, in music and whatever Right, it's hardly you know like Metallica said it's hard to write angry songs like you know and record like kill them all when you have 500 million dollars like Lars Ulrich once stated he was uh, he was honest about it He said I don't know we're not as angry as we were before because we're so rich <laughs> Right, so I, I totally I totally get that but it, you know, if you're a fighter you lose some of that edge You do and you know, and I think I think Olivier is still broke, right? This guy hasn't made money. He's even said, man, yeah, whatever, I'm this champion, and, you know, I still don't have any money, right? And he was one of the guys that talked about not making money, essentially, because he's not, he's not a named guy, right? He's a hardcore fight guy. If you follow the UFC forever, you know this guy's amazing. But the typical average fan doesn't really know the guy. And this is why I think, and I'll tell you right now, I'm taking uh, the box. I'm taking Oliviera in this fight. I think he has more ways to win the fight. All right. 
I think he's more well-rounded than Dustin Poirier. I think he's hungrier than Dustin Poirier. I like the fact that Poirier was hung up on Connor and that little exhibition crap and the smack talk stuff. Now you're fighting a guy, you ain't going to talk smack. He's, he's going to try to smack you. And he can also sub you. He can also, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different, like if they start scrambling around and stuff, like Poirier, Poirier can wrestle with Connor. Like he's not going to try to wrestle uh, with Oliviera because Oliviera will sub his ass, right? If like those like start, they start like those quick movements and scrambling around. It could end poor and uh, poorly for Poirier. It's not easy to say. And poorly for Poirier. I just think that Oliviera has more ways to win this fight. I think he's he's a more well-rounded fighter. And listen, Poirier is great. That's not criticizing him, but I don't like the fact that Poirier fought. Only against Connor for the last couple of years. I don't like the fact that you've been obsessed with Connor for the last couple of years. I don't like the fact that you've made millions of dollars off of fighting Connor off the last. Good for you and your family and the money, but that's going to soften you. As I stated, anyone who follows this stuff, remember when Olivier won? He went back, he, was, he had a plate in Brazil, and he said, Oh man, I'm broke. He said, After taxes, paying everyone off, food, diet, dietitians, I got no money. Do you know what I mean? I got no money. Right, because you don't, whatever, dude, wear a MAGA hat, get a bunch of dumb tattoos and run your mouth and talk about sleeping with other fighters' wives and you'll make money in the UFC. That's how it works. If you're just a respectful fighter that fights, Dana doesn't care about you. Right, you got to win like, you know, nine times in a row to get a shot. If you're a jackass, you know, you win once and you get a shot. Ask Leon Edwards. Right, we can go on and on about this. Olivier is going to win this fight. Olivier is going to win this fight. I think, you know, you can get a total of one and a half. You got to lay some juice, but I think it's going to go over the number. I think it's going to go over. I don't think it's going to end like right away type of deal, but I think Olivier is going to win the fight. And listen, the fight to me, this is a pick em. Right, this, this, is a, this is a total toss-up fight. You can make an argument for both sides. Like, if you know, if Dustin Poirier was tuning in right now, I don't think he is. I, I know he isn't. Uh, but if you're a Dustin Poirier fan or a family member or whatever, I'm not, like, I'm not, oh, Poirier this and oh, he sucks and no, no. They're both amazing fighters. All right? They're both amazing fighters. It's a super sick, cool fight. But to me, to me, I think Dustin Poirier, FanDuel's got him listed at a buck seventy. I think that Dustin Poirier is priced like this because the casual fan knows him and saw him fight Conor McGregor for the last couple of years and doesn't really realize who Charles Olivier is. And, you know what I mean? Poirier is the guy, right? And to me, I think there's value with the Bronx here at this price. Like I said, to me, this fight, this fight's a pick em. This fight's a toss-up. And I don't think either fighter should be minus 170. I don't either fighter. So I'm getting plus 140 uh, with Charles Olivier, a guy on, on a nine-fight win streak that hasn't got all the money, that, that is still a hungry fighter, that hasn't been obsessed with fighting Conor McGregor and Twitter feuds and all that stupid crap, and a guy that wants to set himself up. And, you know, because I tell you, like I said, Olivier needs to win like 15 fights in a row, man, to crack $500,000. I think, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he needs the money. Hungrier fighter, more dynamic fighter, and uh, and getting getting one plus one plus 135, plus 140. I'm going to the Bronx. Charles Olivier, the late night anger match for continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. 
Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. We're breaking it down. Let's talk some football with an old school colleague of ours, HSR uh, style. You see him online, especially if you bet on golf, Jeff Feinberg, or if you're a Charger fan, Jeff Feinberg steps up and in odds checker, U.S. Mayo media, and uh, much more. He's a busy man. What's up, Feinberg? Thanks for joining us. How you doing? Doing well, Gabe. Always happy to to chat with you. Hey, listen, before we get into some NFL uh, football. I want to say uh, welcome aboard. I'm seeing that you're on the Michigan Wolverine and the Coach Harbaugh bandwagon, and it's putting some money in your pocket, including a money line play against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And hopefully you flip that and roll that over, and then they covered against Iowa. And I'm telling you what, Jeff, they're going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Plus 250, cash it. It's an early holiday uh, season present. It's going to pay for the gifts. It's going to pay for the gifts. I, I have been sort of riding this wave of of betting on Michigan, even on the money line in that Ohio State game in these big nationally televised spotlight situations. So, yeah, I don't know. It's great. I'm, I'm happy for you, Gabe. I know how hardcore and loyal you are. A lot of your teams have sort of risen from the dead for you over the last couple years. And hopefully Michigan and, and the Bills are are the next ones to chalk up to, to, to check off the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Bills are another story. They're sort of they've risen from the dead. They're like the Walking Dead. Actually, it's a good comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they kind of have risen uh, from the dead. So let me ask you something on a lighter note, actually, because the other day I don't know if you saw, but somebody lit the uh, the Fox News Christmas tree on fire, right? So they like they have a big tree outside, and uh, the Fox and Friends girl in the morning. And I ask you, this is someone of the Jewish faith that celebrates Hanukkah. She was really mad. She says the Christmas tree represents America and it unites it all. She said it represents uh, Jesus Christ and it represents Hanukkah. And I was thinking, I don't know if it represents Hanukkah so much. So I was thinking, like, do you have a Christmas tree? Will you have a Christmas tree? I always wanted a Christmas tree. It was just something. <laughs> it's shut just, it down. They're like, we I know don't a do couple. <laughs> I know a couple people, friends of mine, that have holiday trees. I love Christmas. As someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. I can't stand that there are people that like don't accept people who just want to say Merry Christmas in the month of December around the holidays. I don't know how I, to me, it's not offensive. I love Christmas trees. I love seeing the neighborhood lit up with Christmas trees. So it's true. I just like Hanukkah might be eight days. It, it's got nothing on Christmas. Like it's got nothing. Well, it seems like eight Christmases actually in one. But. No, it, it, it honestly, it honestly isn't. Like that's a that's a myth. Like that's a fallacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. That that's a that's a fall. That's a fallacy. I'll just say yeah. It was uh, Ainsley Earhart. Uh, I know she was getting lit up pretty good, like a Christmas tree after stating. I'm not sure you understand what Annika uh, actually means, uh, but I, I had to bring that up since it is the holiday season. Yeah, I'm one of these people too. I don't care. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Ramadan. I don't care. Like people flip out. Oh, they said holidays. They said Christmas. But that's that's actually just the media uh, that tries to you know stir the the pot with that crap. But I just I I, I got a laugh out of that, and I actually thought I was like, oh, I'm going to be speaking. To, I'm going to be speaking to Jeff Feinberg about this. I want to see if he's got a Christmas tree. Uh, I was actually considering getting a tree. Every year it's the same thing, bro. Except I don't have kids running around and everything. You've got you know you've got a family and everything. Um, every year, Jeff, it's sort of like when you see like the trailer of a movie, you're like, oh man, that looks cool. I'm, I'm going to check that out. And I never do. Like I never, I was excited about that new Creed Rocky movie. The first Creed one, never saw it. I was like, that looks amazing. Never saw it. Right. I think they made like three new ones. <laughs> right. But every year was actually really good. Yeah. Th- this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little tree, man. I'm going to do it. And I swear to God, last night I was thinking, man, Christmas is like in two weeks. You never got the tree. And then reality kicked in, Jeff. I was like, why bother? 
It's like, well, what, what am I doing? What, what am I going to get you? Now, what am I going to do with it after? <laughs> right? Like, nah, well, what that? And then I decided maybe I'll get a plant instead of a Christmas tree, a weed plant. <laughs> it's uh, really celebrate the holidays. All right. Uh, so speaking of celebrating the holidays, Charger fans, are you are you in a celebration mood right now? Like, what's your uh, what's your tone going into this thing? And you got to feel good about getting the New York Giants this week. And I get it. Nothing is ever a slam dunk in a National Football League, ever. But this is a pretty beaten down and worn and torn New York Giant team the Chargers are hosting. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, as a Charger fan, I'm in a pretty good place, Gabe. If you look at sort of the the advanced math on making the playoffs, they're sitting flirting with like 77 80%. That's a good feeling. It's a young team with a young quarterback, a new coach. I don't think winning three like straight playoff games seems possible for them. They're just too inconsistent and they still have charger things, but you want to get your first, I want Herbert to play in his first playoff game. So maybe next year when people think maybe could be the year, there's not like, Oh, he's never played in a playoff game. Same with the head coach. You mentioned they have the giants this week. The injury report is broken their way. The schedule. This is the first time the schedule is truly broken their way. Gabe, the Minnesota Vikings have been the worst team record-wise the Chargers have played all year. They've really had a run of, of quality um, you know, to decent competitive opponents each week. So it's nice they get the Giants. My concern isn't the Giants. It's a look-ahead spot with a home game versus Kansas City four days after. You know, in a perfect world, they beat the Giants so bad, Herbert doesn't even have to play the four. Rare that such a big game would be on a Thursday night. Yeah, I, I guess they didn't really – I mean, yeah, I thought they maybe – I don't know. It's a big game. Yeah, it's Thursday night for division holiday season. But yeah, so I'm worried the Chargers could see that as a It's a little different than the norm that we get on Thursdays of the Titans versus the Jags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, clearly. And maybe they didn't think the Chargers would be, listen, it's week 14. The Chargers are a half game back of the Chiefs. I thought the Chargers would be a really, would be a much better playoff competitive, you know, competing for a playoff seed team. I didn't think we'd be a week in week 14 and they'd be a half game back of Kansas City with the head-to-head next week. The league probably thought, probably didn't think it would be for the division either. Well, it's a demolition derby right now in the AFC. I didn't think, you know what I mean? Here, I think the Buffalo Bills would be fighting for their playoff lives uh, right now either. But as you stated, so they get they get the Chiefs coming up, and you said something that sort of, like, you know, resonated with me about the Chargers, and I said the same thing about the Buffalo Bills, because people are telling me, hey, the sky isn't falling, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's still, there's a lot of football left this year, and I get that. And Josh Allen was talking about, we can still accomplish our goals, right? And we still control our own destiny and all that other stuff. But with that being stated, I don't see the consistency of a Charger football team winning three straight games or a Buffalo Bill football team winning and I think we're in the exact same situation that you're in the Bills could beat anybody on any given Sunday and they could also get bounced right on on any given Sunday and the consistency that's just the problem right there and unfortunately the Kansas City Chiefs they've proven they can win football games in a row I hate to say it but um, it's like you know Michael Myers the Patriots and the Chiefs are back, Jeff, unfortunately. And, I, I, you know, the Patriots are one thing, and they're the trendy team this week. I get it. I don't look at them as legitimate Super Bowl contenders either. I think Belichick can only do so much and mass so much. You can't do it three weeks in a row. But without being stated, man, the Chiefs are dangerous again, aren't they? You're, you're an AFC West guy. What's your take on this? Yeah, and I was one of those people, Gabe, that I always feared them. Like, even when it was down – um, because it was still so early in the year. And the Chiefs, remember all those great like Patriot teams that were just coming off Super Bowls? They start sluggish in September, you know, and then they would um they'd always be where the they needed room to be. understands. They want to win all the time, Jeff, but rooms like that understand October isn't December. Yeah. Right? They know how to dial it up. And they also know you can't be dialed up every week, every year. You'll run out of dialed upness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta pick your spots. And I guess you're 100% right about that. And as for Buffalo, you know, it is unfortunate because the expectations, like you can make the comparison to the Chargers. You know, this is more of a free roll year for the Chargers. Buffalo sort of came in. This was a year they felt they had the leg up on on a lot of Because Buffalo went through what you want the Chargers to go through this year and the past couple of years. They've been to the playoffs. They've knocked on the door. 
knock on the door, just take those lumps maybe late, and then try to improve. The thing about Buffalo is, Gabe, if they beat Tampa this week, it's going to just be like a 180-degree flip. And I'm speaking as a Charger fan. They lost to Denver. People, including myself, lost their mind. Like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then they go out, they play a really great game against the Bengals, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like we're back. We have 80% playoff probability. Uh, everything is is fine. That's the again. NFL so, in a nutshell this year, though, isn't it? It's a week-to-week league, man. <laughs> yeah, and I look at Tampa. Tampa's in a nice place where they could finish the season, uh, you know, no problems. This is – I almost feel bad for Buffalo. They have to play – they lose to Mac Jones in a in what can be described as an emasculating sort of football game. And then there's like, you know, and the whole narrative of Buffalo, like thinking that this should be their year, at least in September, and they don't have to worry about the Patriots maybe for at least another year. And here they are. And now this week they have to go play. Well, it wasn't just season deflating. Exactly. It was sort of like life deflating. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think you're getting somewhere in your life and then you realize, no, you're still not. You're still who yeah. you're still exactly who you've always been. As you stated, it's a rough patch uh for the Buffalo Bills. But as you say, if they could knock off the, the Buccaneers, upset the Bucs, they got the they host the Panthers, then they're at the Patriots, and the Bills do get the benefit of wrapping up the season with the Falcons and the Jets. It's still early right now, guys. You know, at this time last year, people weren't talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the, the and, and Tom Brady. The team that wins the Super Bowl, and I I think this actually ends up being the case most years, Gabe. Tampa last year would be a perfect example. The team that's going to win the Super Bowl hasn't played their best football yet. That's a great point. That's the craziest part about it. Hold on. Their best run of a month of football, they haven't played it yet. I told told Titan fans that earlier this year. Oh, look at us. Look at us. I was like, yeah, it's all great. You're peaking way too early. You just played your best month. All right. More work. More with Jeff Fiber on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretzi. Let's do this thing. We're talking football with Jeff Feinberg. So, uh, Jeff, speaking of the Buffalo Bills in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer game, you would figure, logically, after people watch the Buffalo Bills lose to the New England Patriots on their home field, that the number would have been higher than it was. And truth be told, I haven't heard anybody that actually likes uh, the Bucks. Uh, this week. Everybody believes that the Buffalo Bills are in that classic bounce-back spot. I think their offense is in a bounce-back spot, but but let me ask you, because I know you've been a Dable guy, and I know you're a big... uh, Jeff's a football junkie, so you follow the head coaching stuff and all that. Amazing, isn't it? I don't know if Dable had offers or collegiate offers, but we talk about 180-degree differences, Jeff. Amazing where Brian Dable's career and 
sort of reputation was at last year to where it is now. Like, are people lining up to give him a head coaching job right now? No, they won't. And, you know, right now people are, I don't know, they might run him off the road in Buffalo. They hate him suddenly. It's crazy how things can change. It, it truly is in, incredible. And I'm not going to lie. Like, like, by all accounts, I think it did come down to the Chargers between Staley and, and Dable. And I think, like, it just by if you've ever seen Staley speak, it's no shock to see how he would have won, like, an interview. Like, how he probably just truly crushed um, an interview process with uh, with uh, uh, showing how he saw the entire football team working, not just one specific unit. And I watched that game Monday. I'm not going to lie, Gabe, and sort of chuckled to myself, like, in this moment in time, kind of relieved the Chargers, like, didn't hire yeah, Gable. Yeah. Because you, it looked you tweeted like... about it. How many, where were the design runs for Josh Allen in 55-mile-an-hour <laughs> wins, bro? There were none. Like, it, it, I, was like, almost, it, was, it was pathetic. Yeah, it was incredibly frustrating. You go to halftime with two runs for seven yards. He's going to listen. I'm not saying he needs to. You need to do that college style offense and he's going to have to take 25 hits. No, that's ridiculous. For seven. When you get to halftime with two carries for seven yards, you got to realize, okay, there's an amount of, of, of hits we want him to take. But Josh Allen's truculence has to go win us this football game. And, and we were on those overs and me and uh, you were touting it the day before, I think at the 32 yep. and a half, I was yep. lucky to get in up 35 35 and a half. And a half. No, no, my, 35 buddies and a half my, party, my buddies who were late to the party game, just seeing Ooh, the weather and, and the half, wind huh? videos, they got the 39 and a half and lost it on the half point. Um, but the two instances, they got to the red zone. They went backwards both times in those final drives. It's like Bill Belichick's a genius. But he's not there to take away the four and a half yard run designed QB play on first down. That's not what he's designing to do. Well, what do we talk about with Cam Newton? Well, it's impossible to stop Cam Newton from inside to two. Cam Newton came off the street, Jeff, and pounded in the end zone from the same uh, part of the field. They didn't even let Josh try. And then, you know, like, well, this is what they do. They bring Zach Moss in. Well, it doesn't work. All right. Zach Moss, he's not he's not going to smash mouth his way in. We can go on and on, but with that being stated, this game feels like a track meet, doesn't it, against Brady? Uh, I like the over in this game. Yeah, there's an – I mean, Gabe, a couple of things. The way Fournette – like, Tampa, if they choose to, could bully Buffalo if they want to. It's really interesting to think about. I don't know if you've seen – Yeah, they could pick their poison. And not to mention, Jeff, Trey White is out for the Bills, and that wasn't wasn't a problem against New England because they threw the ball three times. It will be this Sunday. One of the most remarkable things, Gabe, in actually breaking down the bills, I don't know if you've had a chance to stare at it or, or this will, if you've seen it or it's just going to come to you by the top of your head when I say it here, is how poor the in their five losses, no quarterback has played well. Now, that was a design of maybe the opposing team wanting to bully them, but we know the Matt Jones stat line. Wentz went 11 for 20 with a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence went 15 of 26 for 118 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Tannehill went 18 of 29 for 215 and a pick. Big Ben went for 18 of 32 for 188. It sounds as crazy as it sounds like other teams don't fear the Bills' offense. Right? That's another thing. I mean, you could talk about bullying and stuff, but let's talk about it. The Jags scored nine points, Jeff. The New England Patriots scored 14 points. McDermott got, like, upset, right, about the, oh, you guys want to, you know, this isn't Belichick. And then he basically threw the offense out of the bus saying, listen, our offense went one for four in the red zone. And, and he talked about not, can, you know, basically saying not executing. This is what it comes down to. So what's your pick in the end uh, here? Are you going to be betting this game? Buffalo, and this got teaser written all over it. Bills plus 10 to the over. Yeah, I am one of these people that I'm silly enough, Gabe, to believe the league is filled with spot games. And I, I, as someone who lost money on the Bills on Monday, like, silly enough, you know, it's crazy to think that you could have bet Billichek and Saban and gotten nice plus monies last week. I wasn't the smart Belichick, enough Saban, to take money either of them. parlay, yeah. Yeah, I feel real. It's like I've watched this league Enough. Like I think I wish I was in a coma the last year. Woke up on Saturday. I would have for sure bet Saban plus a touchdown, and, and Billichek plus a field goal. Well, isn't this Niners Bengals game the classic 2021 NFL game in which who shows up, who wins, who knows? Look at the Bengals and your Chargers last week, dude. It was 24 nothing. It was 24 22. You know what I mean? Like. 
there's almost like many seasons within within games now in which teams can just sort of flick flip the switch and 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 be you know it's just it's a schizo schizo league. Who are you looking at uh, this week? And of course, we got to get your great cup pick as well. Which God, that's a tough game to pick this year too. But uh, who do you like in the NFL this week? Yeah, I'll quickly say I probably would have gone to the hammer this week, Gabe, for the game. But by Hamilton making the tick, by making the game, it just made it like a more annoying. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You would have went just to enjoy the game. You don't want to be part of that. I get it. You would have yeah. preferred. Uh, you yeah. want to support the game without them. <laughs> they don't yeah, need your but support now. That, now. now that yeah. Tampa's in the game, the game doesn't need my uh, Tampa. Now that the Ticats <laughs> are in the game, it doesn't need my support. It has all the support it needs. Uh, my favorite game this week. Is, is Cleveland off the bye game in what might be the most unfair scheduling spot in the history of the National Football League. These two teams played two weeks ago on Sunday night football. Cleveland gets a bye. Baltimore is playing Pittsburgh, has all those injuries, and, and now Cleveland essentially gets to double game plan the same opponent in worse shape that they're so familiar with. If I'm Baltimore, this is the most egregious scheduling spot I have ever seen Maybe in my life. I can't recall this ever happening football. before, actually. Pardon? I can't recall this ever happening before. Yeah, it is It is insane and a, and a huge advantage to, to Cleveland. I can only hope off a bye, Baker is healthier. Um, you know, sort of much like the Bills. This was a team that had a lot of aspirations. The Bills in Cleveland, Gabe, they spent the offseason worried about making moves to beat Kansas City. And sort of like lost focus on maybe like the other part of the puzzle that requires play in Kansas City. Like you know it's the pattern though, right? You and I have talked about this for years. The Bills, the Browns, the Chargers, and the Lions, while the Lions are just so bad, they're another story. But just knocking on the door, knocking on the door, but in the end, they are who we thought they were, right? Yeah, 100. <laughs> time and time and time again. And then you get surprised. Well, I can't believe I actually bought into the Browns. Or I can't believe I actually thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl. Right? It's like one of those type of deals. All right. So you're buying you're buying into the Browns. A good point as far as the scheduling spot is concerned. What about Washington? You buying into Heineke here, getting four points on their home field against the Pokes? Okay. I am gonna. All summer, I was taking Dallas to win the division. Like a lot of people, the week before the season, I bought into the hype of like Fitzpatrick and the defense in Washington, and I flipped. And I've regretted it all year. And I think this weekend, there's a spot to sort of make amends by saying, I'm taking Dallas. They've got their receiving core healthy. They've got this dual threat backfield. There's a lot of just love. And it would be so much fun for us to get the the exploit, like the, the the crap show that would be December in the NFC East by Dallas losing this game. Because they play again, too, right? They play yeah. twice, so it's set like it up. It's like what everyone wants, like neutral football fan. Like, it's fun to see Washington do this. I'm thinking this is a nice spot, potentially, for Dallas. The weather doesn't seem bad. I'd be worried getting into a slog fest this time of year. It seems like it's just going to be a sunny, cold day. Healthy receivers back. I'm taking Dallas. Jeff Feinberg kicking with us just for a couple of more moments. We won't speak, obviously, before the Monday nighter. To me, the Los Angeles Rams are fraudulent. They're very similar. They're like the Buffalo Bills, right? The Rams will beat bad teams. They don't show up in big games. And and then it's rinse and repeat, and everybody buys in and buys into the hype again the following week. And look, here's a classic example here of the Bills only getting a field goal. And Arizona, like, what's the deal with this number, in your opinion, at two and a half? Like, is this a lack of respect for Arizona, or is it over – overhype for the Rams because let's be real for a 10 and two football team people aren't praising the Cardinals very much yeah you took the words out of my mouth Gabe I don't think I've seen a 10 and two team get this much yeah. disrespect ever and considering they showed an ability to win games with a backup quarterback which is such an incredible that shows, that shows, exactly and without DeAndre Hopkins yeah. so it, without Hopkins an... without what exactly they go two and one straight up that's very impressive that's such an incredible. They won without their coach, like, even Jeff. Sorry, they won without their coach once. Yeah, you know, I'm saying that's such an incredible quality, you know, of a team, and that's still something that hasn't really swayed the market. Like, like I don't, I don't know. They're, they're way more laugh. Like, I don't know. There's just a perception of Arizona. L.A. is just all the big stars. I, I can't wait for the house of cards that yeah, Arizona have more just, big stars than they yeah. do even. <laughs> and they you know, get I'm along just, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. 
I'm just can't, I can't wait. You're for waiting the on McVeigh. Huh? Well, you know I stood Rams. up for golf, Jeff, and now oh, is it better with Stafford? Now it looks like you guys are the same crap. Yeah, I, I you know, and Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham, and it seems like there's never a salary cap for them, and draft picks don't matter. <laughs> I'm dumb enough to believe draft picks do matter, and I'm looking forward to that house of cards collapsing on them at two and a half. I, I, I'm taking the Cardinals, Gabe. I'm taking the Cardinals. I love I love the cards uh, here as well. So Feinberg is you guys share the building too. It's SoFi Charger Stadium, yeah. and of course Super Bowl at SoFi uh, this year. So before we get you out here, I brought up uh, the Great Cup earlier, and um, about this game, we got about a minute and a half uh, left. It really is a tough game to pick, isn't it? I got to tell you, Jeff, out of watching the CFL over the years, this Winnipeg Blue Bomber team—it's one of the better teams that I've seen like ever. And I'm, I'm not just saying that, like. You know what I mean? A lot of great cup winners are just sort of, oh, wow, they won the great cup. And yeah, you know what I mean? It was just sort of two average teams. These guys are a real deal, bro. Offense, defense, O'Shea does a great job. The running back, the quarterback, Zach Caleros, you know, Andrew Harris, et cetera. I could go on, but they're just, they're a damn good football team. They're better than Hamilton, but it's hard not to pull for Hamilton, man. They haven't won in forever. They won it so badly. They lost to the Bombers in the last great cup. But God, it's tough to go against the Bombers, man. I, I, as someone who loves as everything you said, I agree with about the Bombers, how amazing they are. Some people are trying to diminish what they've accomplished, saying the league as a whole doesn't seem as talented this year. Like, just seems like there's so That's much. That's not true. They're just good. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. And the program they've put in place and, and how long it took them to get to this spot would be Hamilton can get the revenge. I think I'm just getting a better a better number because they're playing in Hamilton. I'm such a believer in this Winnipeg team. It's unfortunate that Hamilton has that longest Grey Cup drought. They have the game at home, but there's not a worse draw you could possibly have. This Bombers team, I don't see them letting up like the Hamilton team. Like I don't see them making the mistake the Hamilton team made in the Grey Cup a few years ago. I don't see them letting it get away. I do not. It was great catching up with you, Jeff. Let's do it again before the Road Rage Anniversary Show in Toronto as the uh, the tour begins. Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and New York. We'll see you in, uh, in Toronto. And who knows, maybe in Vegas. Jeff Feinberg, always a pleasure, my man. All the best, Gabe. Loved it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash active cash. The 
Late Night Anger Man from class continues. This is Sports Rage Level 2, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Thanks to Feinberg uh, for joining us. i got to talk really fast because we got a lot of stuff to still get to. We'll give you some NFL best bets. we got the big E, Eric Cohen, stepping up and in. We talked about Oliviera and Poirier, and I know, Matthias, you disagree with me. You're going with Dustin Poirier here. What are you looking at on Saturday night? Gabe, I like Dustin Poirier. I think he takes his fight into deep waters and finishes Oliveira around the fifth or the fourth round. He's battle-tested. So is Oliveira, but at the same time, he's never gone past that third round. Not by choice, but I just like Dustin in this fight. And I like Kaikar France, Gabe. You know, I don't like Cody Garbrandt going down in weight to 125 and proving his strength. I think Kaikar France, he's in his moment. He's in his time. I like him as the underdog against Cody Garbrandt. And I like Josh Emmett as well over Dan Ige. Uh, I think that number is going to rise for Josh Emmett as we get closer to fight day. But yeah, look for Josh Emmett to beat Dan Ige. Look for Dominic Cruz to beat Pedro Munoz. I like Tai Tuivasa as well. I like those are my best bets for the fight night. You know what? I'm going to be like I do when it comes to uh, betting a lot of football, Matias. Give me a lot of overs. Give me a lot of overs. And as you just stated, so if you think Poirier is going to win in deep waters, look, FanDuel has it at, uh, at two and a half right now, plus 110. Two and a half rounds, plus 110. I like, I, I think it's going to get there. And I also, listen, I don't mind, you have the alternate rounds and stuff, right? So I'm, I don't mind laying a little bit of juice and going one and a half in the minus 160, 170 range for one and a half rounds, but I can live with the two and a half in the main event. Listen, you mentioned Dominic Cruz. Cruz's fights, they, you know, I never forget, though, once I told someone, I said, Cruz's fights never, like, they, dude, like, the, the overs are locked. The distance are locked, and that was the one. It went, like, a 30 seconds, whatever the hell it was. But um, I like the overs there. Emmett and uh, and Dan Ige, got to go with the over there, Matthias. That fight's going the distance as well. I'm telling you, a lot of these fights are going to be bloodbaths and great battles. A lot, a lot of warriors on this card. And I don't think, and there's a lot of guys that aren't knockout artists but are tough dudes, bro. I think there's a lot of overs on this card. I even like the over in the Amanda Nunes fight, over one and a half rounds. Pena can last a round and a half, but at the same time, Nunes has so much power. I want to see how Pena is going to react after Nunes lands that first shot. I don't think has Pena the pissed her off and hit like that. Yeah, she, you know what? Pena pissed her off today at the press conference, Gabe. Well, that's the thing with Nunes. Like, she can name her score, right? So if she likes you, whatever, she'll take it easy. But that's something to think of. If she doesn't like you, she might try to knock your head off. The late night anger management class continues. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm Chris Kofsky with your Sports Grid news update. You want the winning edge? Get on the grid. We start in the NBA jam-packed slate on Friday night. First, the Lakers without Anthony Davis. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.